going? Yeah, we are. You are having your eye? Yes. I really, I heard it. <laughs> I heard it. I don't even have headphones on. Yeah, squeaky eyes. Another classic, Another classic uh, pressing issues Jeez pod Christ. open where Joe goes, Rowan, are you doing something stupid? I'm not saying you're doing something stupid. You just always wait until like Co- Cohen's like, hey, recording now. And then you're like, sorry, just got to rub a part of myself. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Pressing Issues. Uh, Hi, everybody. Welcome to Pressing Issues. Hi, welcome to Pressing Issues. Live from another bedroom, a different bedroom. Yeah, this is not just the uh, Comics Go Hollywood. This is the bedroom tour. Yeah, this is the Podcast Go Bedrooms. We won't be going to my bedroom. <laughs> I'm putting that out there right now. Not, not happening. It's just not happening. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> not happening. Anyway, hi, welcome to... Our second episode of, of Comics Go Hollywood. Comics Go Hollywood. Yeah, this they do. Is the this is a Hollywood uh, adaptation? Uh, I don't care what you say. Yeah, let's get actually. Let's let's crack into. Let's that. crack into that right away. We make the rules, <laughs> so we get to break the rules whenever we want. So just um, just just tell me for a second, Joe. Um, who who owns this podcast? I think we own this. Yeah, podcast. I think we do actually. We yeah, I do think actually. So, I think Cohen, does. Cohen really does the lion's share of the work, so I think he might own it. He's got it too. Cohen. Co- so, uh, so can we break the rules? Yes. Excellent. There we go. You heard it here first. Okay, we got permission. I was sweating there for a second. From Cohen, the producer. Cohen, the barbarian. Cohen, the barbarian. But does that mean who are we talking about today? Cohen, the barbarian. <gasps> We're talking Conan or Conan, as Rowan has been. Yeah. Kind of pronouncing it recently that I don't... What? That's what they say in the movies. Do they? He's I a, haven't a, seen the movies. He says, Conan. Conan. What is best in life? Does he? Does Arnold say that just because of no, his someone, accent? Someone says... Conan. Conan, what is best in life? And is then, it just because, like... Is it just because says, it sounds more... Sword and sorcery. Sword and sorcery? Yeah, but let me tell you what he says to that. He says... <clears throat> to crush your enemies. To see them <laughs> driven before you. And to hear the lamentation of their women. <laughs> Did you put an H in front of women? <laughs> that was yeah. a that was a that was a you brutalized Arnie just then. That I'm was a sorry. brutal Arnie He's um, a good impersonation. Dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we are talking Conan, Conan the, barbarian. the Barbarian. So It's Hollywood. It is Hollywood. It's Hollywood. If you kind of boiled it down to if you went up to you know, the layman on the street and you said, hey, Conan the Barbarian. I'd be like, Everyone yes, would say Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, exactly. In, in the movie. Yeah. In the, what year did it come out again? 1980. 1982. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. 1982 movie, um, which I discovered is written by Oliver Stone. I told these two. And I was like, oh my goodness, And I said, that's, Oliver that's Stone? wild. And then no one knew what I was talking about. Oliver Stone wrote that movie? But Sorry, in actual fact, you're rubbing your eye again. We're going to move past it. In actual fact, Conan the Barbarian is a character created by Robert E. Howard. He is a pulp character. He's a pulp, pulp fiction character. character. In Not a the movie, though. series of sword and sorcery novelettes, yeah. kind of novellas. From the 1930s. From the 1930s. I think so actually the hell. first one, which I believe is the Hour of the Dragon, was like late 20s? Sure. I'm going to I'm going to kind of come right off the bat here and say that I know little to nothing about Conan. Yeah. I'm going to say Conan because I every time Conan, I say it's fun. Every, well every time I say Conan, I think I'm talking about Conan O'Brien. Yeah, and Conan has that emphasis on both which makes it just so Conan. Conan. Yeah, it also makes it it's it's like Marvel, you know, it's that whole Oh, like, Captain Marvel? Marvel. It's just like it, <laughs> yeah. how to make something sound slightly otherworldly is to Break up the syllables and give enough emphasis on both. Yeah, you're talking about the Kree soldier, Captain Marvel. Yeah, I'm talking about Captain Marvel. Died of cancer. Yeah, played by Annette Benning. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. You didn't. Do you remember that movie? movie? Yeah. Hey, you saw Thor. Oh yeah, I saw Thor. We got to talk about Thor. Oh man, I kind of came you- full circle on Thor today. Did you? Are you annoyed though that they haven't um, brought in um, Beta Ray Bill yet? I really thought this was like they wouldn't do it well. No, but do it, you cowards. You're bringing in everything else. Just do Beta Ray Bill. What, like, what is stopping them well, from doing that? What's the point of doing Beta Ray Bill? They killed off Sif. No, they didn't kill off Sif. Sif's, a, Sif's alive. Did you oh, watch okay. the end of the movie? What? 
Sif's alive at the end of the movie. Is she? Yeah, she's training. She's got one arm, but she's training one of the... I the... thought that was Tess Thompson. No, that was Sif. Oh. Are you sure you saw Thor? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw <laughs> Thor. I saw the movie Thor where uh, about five Guns N' Roses songs play. It was a five, I thought it was just the one five times. No, it was like different ones. Oh, I all Guns N' Roses. Did you see all Thor? Guns N' Roses songs sound <laughs> the same to me? Um, yeah, look, pretty good. Um, if you if you follow us on the pod, you already heard my review. But um, that was a good review. Uh, if you, and you've heard if you've heard our last episode, you've heard my review. Yeah, I uh, like described recently <laughs> as a great take. By the way, a great take. Thank you, Patrick. Yeah, that. thanks, Pat. Yeah. I'm going to call him Pat. I call him Pat too. Great. Um, yeah, look. In, in in regards to Russell Crowe in that movie, all I have to say is Nick Giannopoulos is right there. Who? Who's that? You know, Walk Boy? You know the movie Walk Boy? Oh, yeah. But that would have, <laughs> like, I think that would have been even more on the nose. <laughs> yeah, but Russell. But also, do you know what's really funny is that. Um, that choice by Russell Crowe to play him as like kind of a a modern day like mm. Greek colonized Greek colonized Greek is going over the heads of everyone in America. Yeah, no really. one knows what he's doing. Everyone is like, "What is that? I don't get it." Interesting. And that makes like, sense. And I think it's actually really funny. Is it? Uh, I think it's f- I think it's one of the funnier things in this movie that is quote unquote full of jokes. I'm coming for Thor again. I'm coming for this fucking no, movie again. No, you're, you're supporting that angle and I disagree. I think I it was grating and boring and it just like proved Gore's point as well. That all gods should... Yeah. <laughs> and then also he didn't die at the end. Yeah. But, you know, anyway, hey, Hercules. things in that movie too. Hercules is there. Uh, the bit where Jane has to... Uh, mild spoiler alert. So. Oh my God. Oh, and everyone's seen it. Who's going to be... Everyone who's <laughs> listening to this podcast has seen this movie. Uh, when Jane... Uh, when he's like, you can't pick up the hammer again, you'll die. And she's like, I really want to be Thor. That's kind of sad, I think. Uh, yeah, I was actually... when So when they were doing the like... And they're like, oh, we're going to do Jason Aaron's Mighty Thor. Mm. Jane Foster's going to be Thor. Mm. I was like... They're not going to do cancer. They, they can't did. do cancer. And then they did. Yeah, they but then did. they also only kind of half did cancer. Yeah. They kind of, like, in the same way that I think that movie did, like, half she did everything. She had all her hair. Exactly. Yeah. And and she was undergoing chemo. Chemo. And I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to do it, like... Yeah, I know. Pay Natalie Portman the extra $5 million <laughs> and get her to shave her head. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got the money. Yeah, but also like I would love to. It's never going to come. It's going to be the same as like the Edgar Wright thing. But I would love, love, love to know what brought her back. Was it simply the fact that these movies are now so part of the monoculture that she was like, "Fuck! If I have to make a movie, I have to go back to Thor." Yeah, because she was one of the original kind of like big name stars that gave those first few. It was like her, Tommy Lee Jones, mm. and um. Jeff Bridges in Iron Man were these oh. kind of three heavy hitters that came in yeah. and were like, all right, we'll lend an air of credibility to yeah. your these are real weird movies. little fucking nerd ex- movies. Yeah, experimental nerd movies that you're doing. Yeah. And then she had this big falling out that, you know, was quite public. Yeah. That she left Dark World because she was so annoyed with how Kevin Feige fired um, Patty Jenkins. Because it was originally supposed to be Patty Jenkins. Yeah. And then they fired her. And Natalie Portman in her contract had... Um, she had fight, like she had kind of last say on directors as mm. part of her thing. Anyway, all that to say, how she came back, I would love to like... Did she go to Feige? Did Feige reach out? Like, I think Feige's got his claws and everyone. And but it also just feels like at this point, like if you want to make movies, you have to be in a Marvel movie. Yeah. But also it's getting to a point now where like... <sighs> They do all these, and I'm sad that I am becoming so cynical about these things because these were movies that I genuinely did like at one stage. To, at yeah, one stage, I, I really loved for these movies. Yeah, for sure. But uh, my my take on uh, Jane Foster, Natalie Portman, Thor is that it worked in the comics because she was that character in publication for like two or three years, and she is that character for about forty minutes in the movie. Yeah, and so when she so- can't be Thor anymore, it's like, oh fuck. In the comics. Yeah, exactly. So, now she's Valkyrie. Yeah. Yeah. But, 
Yeah, she was. Yeah, exactly. She's Thor for forty minutes, and then kind of she's given a vague enough ending that makes it seem like if if they want to, yeah. if she decides she that she wants Valkyrie, to come back, yeah. she could come back. Yeah. Um, but I don't think she will. I don't think she will. Thor. This is relevant because Thor is sword and sorcery adjacent. Yeah. This he, is a uh, hammer. Yeah, exactly. And- I, I meant to. I I totally drew those lines. Oh no! What I was saying about the um, so the post credit scenes now. They just like, oh, yeah. I can't get excited that, you know, Star Fox I- turned up at Internals and I can't get excited <laughs> that, like, Hercules turned up. Because also, like, I knew Hercules was turning up because they did the Greek pantheon. I was like, well, Hercules will turn up. Oh, I just thought Hercules would be in the movie. Yeah, I thought it, I thought he was going to be a, a good joke. Yeah. But now they've cast Brett Goldstein. And Pretty I'm much like, on voice alone, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Like, cool, but I'm, I'm kind of done with, like, Zeus already. But I'm kind of done with, like, none of these characters have any footprint. Re- like, they've done all the characters that have... Yeah. They ended... Like, that shit ended pretty much when, like, Spider-Man came over. And they were like, great. Yeah, yeah. Like, they've got the X-Men and stuff, but, like, that's... They're gonna. They're not gonna pull the X Men out for fucking ages. Yeah, and I dread. Oh, have you seen- I dread when that day happens. Have oh, you- the end of Ms. Marvel. Yeah, you said, yeah. You've heard all about the, s- the spoiler for the end of Ms. Marvel. Turns out she's a she's mutant, an- not an Inhuman, which is also just like the final nail. That is the- funny. Yeah, that in the final nail in the coffin <laughs> of them being like Marvel being like fuck the Inhumans. Yeah. Um, which was a. We yeah. should cover an in- we should do like an X Men versus Inhumans. The event? X Men versus Yeah, no, that, versus X-Men. that thing that's bad. sucks. Yeah, that's a bad comic. And I think it would be better to do like a series of Inhuman um, comics and then a series of yeah. X Men comics and be like, why you know does, what? I why does one you. work and one not? Uh, yeah, the X Men one's <laughs> going to be better. <laughs> Even those Jack Kirby Eternals comics, he doesn't give a shit about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Inhumans. Not, inter- not Eternals. Eh. Uh, uh. Anyway, but all that to say, we're talking about Conan today. I yeah. just wanted to catch up because um, Rowan saw Thor. Yeah. Uh, we don't but, have um, we don't. This has been the shortest time between episode recordings in a while, I think. So I know. I feel we like... We don't really have that much to catch up on. No. Are you, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, good. It's been literally like, I think, five days or... That's cool. Um, I haven't watched anything. You That's know? all right. Yeah, I've, no. You know, been busy. Um, I watched The uh, Hustlers. Oh, good. Yeah, good movie. Good movie. Good movie. Good movie. Um, Completely irrelevant to the podcast, but, you know. No. I drop but, it. But Jennifer Lopez snubbed. 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 Yeah. Literally absolutely. snubbed. Jennifer Lopez, who learned all those pole dancing moves and absolutely shredded them. Shredded them. And also, he's like 50. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> That's insane. Not allowed. <laughs> not, not allowed. Because I just think about what I'm going to look like at 50, and I'm like, well, not like Jennifer not Lopez. Not like that. Um,. That's not what our yeah. nerds so, want to hear. Yeah, sorry to go all Chad on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I often describe you as Chad. I am a Chad. This is known. What's your um? Do you have any past with Conan? I know you have limited. I experience. really don't. Yeah, like, right. When you threw this out as hey, we should like we we had a big discussion about what comics go Hollywood would be. Mm. I immediately was like, what's well, Star Wars? Star and Wars then you, is Hollywood, baby. Star Wars, well, at the moment, yes. Yeah. And you were like, "Fine, whatever." Um, I hate Star Wars. <laughs> True, real quote. <laughs> real quote. And then you said, "Well, what about Conan?" And I said, "Okay." And then somewhere Bryce said, "Conan's a book." <laughs> I love bringing up Bryce on the podcast. He's right, though. <laughs> but he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and I said, okay. I, d- I just don't know anything. I don't think I even realized there were Conan comic books. Well, that's kind of the reaction that a lot of people have had. Yeah, which seemed like such a obvious thing for me. Weirdly, I think I just got into them really early, mm. like adjacent to watching the movie and reading the books. Wait. See, so when did you get into them? Oh, I was in high school and being the cool little counterculture kid that I was. You know, I had to... I had to. So very you. <laughs> everyone's like, you know, everyone else is like, oh, yeah, I like fantasy, I like Lord of the Rings. I was like, yeah, Lord of the Rings, pretty good. Conan, though. Conan. <laughs> Big... I had to go deeper. Yeah. Are you, uh, a, are you a Lord of the Rings fan? Yeah, totally. Are you going to watch, really that? Like gonna watch that, new tr- that new show? Uh, no. You're not going to watch it? No. Because they don't want to support the bad book website. The bad book website? Amazon. Oh, Yeah. That's tough. 
They're I'm trying the, as hard as I can. <laughs> they're one of the major streaming yeah, services. Yeah, well, I don't care. I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bezos is like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to know. You're going <laughs> to know. This podcast will. So what? Like, so you kind of got more into Conan because it's, you know, like everyone else was getting super into Lord of the Rings and you were like, Conan's kind of right there. Yeah. And as someone burgeoning into comics, I was like, this guy's got comic books. Lord of the Rings doesn't. That feels weird. They surely have now. I, I was thinking about that and I was like, it's weird that both of these... Because I was talking about it with someone and they were like, oh, Conan has comic books? And I was like, yeah, every major sci-fi and fantasy franchise does. And then I thought about it. I was like, yeah, Lord of the Rings doesn't. I think because the rights are probably so... Oh, they're tangled. Tangled, and all, but also like heavily guarded. Mm. Like I think Amazon spent... A lot of money yeah. to get the oh, rights for this, yeah. for this new show. But, like, at any point. Like, in the 80s. Mm. Yeah. It does seem like the kind of thing that you would just, like... In the same way that Star Wars did, you just dip your toe because, like, yeah. why not? Like, it's not going to cost a lot of money. Yeah, it's exactly. It's going to make us something. Yeah. Like The closest was, like, uh, those X-Men writers naming Sauron. Yeah. <laughs> the dinosaur man. The pterodactyl man who's a vampire also. But he's not a real vampire. He's an energy vampire. Wasn't that? Yeah. And then he was in that Avengers comic that we... Yeah. yeah. Everyone knows Sauron. I don't need to introduce him here. Um, yeah, I but... don't need to reiterate <laughs> that. That's not. For, that's for another time. But Conan kind of always had this like... And I was talking about this with you today. Has this kind of immediacy that not a lot of like fantasy of that era does. Where it's like these are short stories. They're super punchy. Like especially for... Uh, like literature from the 1930s. Mm. Like these are flowery, but not like Lord of the Rings flowery. These get straight to the point and they're sword and sorcery tales. Well, it's like you said, like they're, they're pulpy versus... Yeah. Like there's there's a pulpiness to Lord of the Rings, <laughs> but it is also like four or five kind of like very well-respected books. Like yeah. they are like... Whereas, you know, Howard was probably more... He was he was publishing within magazines and kind of like those that like those pulpy yeah yeah in collections yeah, of like collections other of, stories yeah. and things like that and that there was kind of of a disposable nature to these stories because mm. that's just how fiction was at the time yeah which I think is really interesting and I also think it's really interesting that Conan has had such longevity as a character you mean Conan Conan sorry uh, you're absolutely right. Conan has had such a longevity as a character for someone who is kind of, like, not heroic, kind of despicable, and completely, like, id and instinct-driven. Yeah, that's what I found really interesting, like, reading this. So, the one we're talking about today is The Tower of the Elephant. Yeah, we're talking about... We'll, we'll touch on the original Robert E. Howard story, but then we're also talking about two comic adaptations of it. Yeah, one from... Um, Marvel. Marvel, and one from Dark Horse. So we're back on that Dark Horse v. Marvel Yeah, yeah I didn't even think about that. That we were last week. Yeah. Um, the original story was published in Weird Tales in March of 1933. So yeah. it's... It's an oldie. Yeah, but it's often kind of hailed as the most, like, the most Conan, Conan story. Like, it's got everything... Kind of iconic it to the character. Really does. It's. It rules. But, all right. So I think because we're because like, so the first initial comic that we're gonna kind of talk about is a single issue. Yeah. And then the second is three issues. So I don't think we need to divide these. I think we can talk about these. Oh. At the same time, I think we're gonna just fuck with oh, the form. Interesting. I was not expecting this. Well, I just think there's like there's more to kind of, especially because this is the first time that we have kind of. We've got direct comparison. Like, we've never. Yeah, gone, we're just we've, talking about the same story. We're talking about basically. the same story. Yeah. And I think, like, there's more to kind of directly compare versus, like. We'll talk about one and then we'll talk about another. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, just yeah. ripping on our own podcast. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking dickheads <laughs> from the last couple of episodes. Well, I'm also just like... very aware that last episode we got, like,. <laughs> We really blew our fuse on the on the Jason that's Aaron fair, Star Wars, fair. and yeah. then I had I had nothing to say about the <laughs> poor Darko McCann. He invested probably like a middling amount in those four issues. <laughs> <laughs> he created Jal. Come on, Jal. come on, an iconic character. 
so to kind of briefly run through the plot of this story. So the plot the plot is the same. Yeah. These are very um, faithful adaptations yeah. of, of yeah, the absolutely. original short story. The original short story is that Conan finds himself in a tavern in... Um, yeah, talk about iconic startup. Yeah. Conan the thief in the tavern starts a bar fight. Yeah. Kills a man. Yeah, um, because someone's like... And this is kind of like building off that like um, completely instinctual like character of just, you know, like no thought, head empty, just mm. motion. Where someone's like, oh man, the Tower of the Elephant had like... If only someone stole the jewel in the Tower of the Elephant. And Conan kind of like ducks his head into the scene and is like... What's in the Tower of the Elephant? Well, no. And he also ducks in and he's like, why haven't you stolen it? Yeah. And everyone's yeah. like, it's really hard. And he's like, that sounds like you guys are wusses. Yeah. And, and, everyone's, and like, hey, like, well, how would, everyone's like, well, how would you do it? And he's like, with courage. Yeah. With dumb courage. shit. He's like, I would jump the I would jump the, the, the wall. And they're like, well, all right. Are you, can you fly? And he was like, mm. then he kills the guy. I'm Conan. <laughs> they're like, it's polished glass. And he's like. I don't know, man. He's like, I don't care, dude. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to climb. Yeah. And I love how, like, I kind of always thought that this... And, like, I had read those Conan stories a while ago, like, when I was 18, but right. probably glossed over weird this flex. fact. Yeah, weird flex. Um, but I kind of always just assumed in my head that the, the bulky size of Conan was an Arnold Schwarzenegger thing. But in the story, they're like... Yeah, Conan's like jacked, like he's got a massive back, massive arms. I'm like, well, okay, Robert. Yeah, it's super horny. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like we're going to get into that because I, not to spoil my one perfect panel, but like these comics are all about, and this story is all about like, what if a man was so big, just so fucking rippling with muscle <laughs> and like he was so broad shouldered and yeah. his skin, and you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyway, um, speaking of One Perfect Panels, I'm putting a pin in this right now. I have a sneaking suspicion that we both have the same perfect panel from the um, the Marvel comic. I'm putting that out there right now. Interesting. I think we've I think we've done it. Is it like in no 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 and our listeners are going to love it because this is an entirely audio medium <laughs> in which we have hung our hats on a visual element <laughs> to, and it's going to be great. Yeah, but you know what? Cohen's looking at me like, you're an idiot. And you I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm a genius. Here's the thing, Joe. Wow, this fuck. Yuzu. This the Yuzu the listeners, really don't interrupt me. me. Sorry. <laughs> the listeners fucking love it. They do love it. They also love that we always forget to post them. <laughs> Yeah, I completely blanked on posting the X-Men one. I'm sorry, guys. If you want, just at me and I'll send them to you. I don't know. Just DM me. <laughs> we'll send you some screenshots of some <laughs> yeah. comics. If you want, oh. if you ever like, oh, man. I don't know. Just like DM me and I'll yeah, talk to you ever, If you're ever absolutely jonesing to be like, oh, I want to see it. They described it in such vivid detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just send it to I you. Gotcha. I gotcha. We gotcha. Anyway, so... I was actually in the middle of kind of running through the plot, and, you, and you decided to jump in to talk about how like how big that how boy is, big that boy is, and yeah. how horny this story Mama is. Mia. But anyway, yeah, he kills he kills this thief, the Cothian, the Cothian, because mm-hmm. um, they're in Zamoria. They sure are. City of thieves. City of thieves. Um, it's also I just love like that most good. Sci-fi, fantasy, and in this case, sword and sorcery sword stories and sorcery. always start in a like. We're in a town that is maybe the worst town yeah. in the world. <laughs> like everything here, everyone here is is a murderer or a thief or like yeah, just every absolute scoundrels. Because <laughs> it's just Moss, it's Moss Eisley in Star Wars. Yeah. It's just like it's the tavern that the hobbits end up like. You know, it's always like yeah. it's no good story about that starts in like a nice. They're in a nice like pretty is, good town like. Yeah. Technically, the first. Te- like the first one to kind yeah, of the first one to do it. When did Lord of the Rings come out? After this. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go on another tangent now. Go for it. So you've been sending me, um. Uh, like, you uh, like songs to listen, to, like pieces of the score. Bum, 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 from bum, bum, 
And you, from the Conan, um, you know, we don't need to hear it, um, from the Conan movie, (laughs) and you sent me one piece called The Anvil of Crom, um, Crom being, of course, the Sumerian god. The uncaring god. Yeah. Rowan, we all know that. Come on. That's that's just... Crom doesn't give a shit about you. We all know that Crom is an uncaring god, and he's the god of Sumerians, and come on, we've got to move on. He bequeathed us steel. Sorry, no. Owen, Stolen this is, from him. This is general knowledge you're talking about. <laughs> it's a weird bit. Anyway, you sent me this piece. You sent me this piece of music from the, um, the Conan movie, mm. and I was listening to it. I was like, Jesus Christ! It sounds incredibly like the Lord of the Rings score. Yeah, it sounds so much like um, the Bridge of Khazad-dum. Yeah, it does. That's exactly it. Yeah. And I was like, what the shit? Yeah, I listened to that this afternoon yeah. as well. <laughs> but I think it's interesting that, yeah, just like the literature and, you know, then is riffed on from for The Lord of the Rings. And then the movie is yeah, then riffed on Yeah, this is a Lord of the Rings, formative like, fantasy text. In both kind of like forms. In yeah. In both the literature and the, and the film. Absolutely. Interesting. Just an interesting little tidbit. No, I agree. Anyway, back to the plot. Conan... Takes this piece of information about the heart he's of the ki- elephant. He's killed this dude in complete darkness. He's killed this dude. And then he goes and he looks at the tower of the elephant. Like, and he decides, yep, I'm going to steal the heart of the elephant. Yeah. So he climbs in and then he meets Taurus. Taurus. Love Taurus. Taurus, who's the prince of thieves. But an absolute king in his own right. He- <laughs> go off king. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, no, go Taurus. off king. Yeah. I do as well. <laughs> yeah. And I think one of these comics does Taurus better Pretty than dirty. the other. <laughs> And the other yeah. does him pretty dirty. <laughs> yeah. um, so then the two of them decide that they're going to work together to steal the thing. So they And this is like, again, that most like, these are both guys who know what they're about. And like, uh, Taurus is like, you here to steal the, the heart of the elephant? Conan's like, yep. He's like, you ever done thieving that much before? And he's like, mm, not really. He's like, no, but I'm, I'm pretty a, confident. He's like, I'm more of a barbarian than yeah. a thief. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and Taurus is like, yeah, all right, I can see that. I can see he's that. Like, hey, he's like probably, a cool guy. Yeah, and then Taurus is like, oh, I've never adventured with someone before, but um, let's do this together. Yeah. And it's really, it's really cute. And it is. Then they scale the glass tower. No, no, no. First, first of all, some lions. Oh, appear. yep. Sorry, they they attack some some lions attack, and then they kill them. Those with, lions with with, the with black lotus with black lotus powder. Yeah. Then another lion, unbeknownst to them, attacks Conan. Conan and then just he fucking wrestles him. Wrestles to death. him and stabs him in the head. Yep. Then they go up and then they go to another room and a giant spider kills Taurus. Taurus R.I.P. King. King. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then Conan tussles with the spider and eventually gets to the inner sanctum where he meets Yag Kosha. Mm-hmm. Who is an elephant alien. An elephant alien. God. An elephant alien god, and who he's got, he's got the body of a man and the head of an elephant. And he tells Conan that him and his people came to this planet eons ago. But when they landed on Earth, their, their wings, wings shriveled, shriveled up. up, and then that he was then tra- um, trapped by Yara, who is a fucking Yara, who is a evil Fuck wizard. That guy, we hate him. We don't like him. He's bad. He's bad. He's very bad. Yeah, he once turned a prince into a spider and stepped, stepped on, on him. him. It was brutal. Stepped on him. You don't, and that's what you don't do. You do not do you that. You really shouldn't do that. Not in Hyperborea. No. Not in an age undreamed of. I know way too much about this. <laughs> and I don't know why I'm surprised. Um, <laughs> so then this elephant headed alien tells Conan to take his heart out and drip it over the 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 heart of the, heart the, of the elephant. The big the ruby. Elephant, the big ruby. And then take it to Yara and say... I got one last fucking trick up my sleeve. <laughs> yeah. And Yara so gets good. there. And then Yara gets there and he's like, who are you? And yeah, Yara's like, like you don't know stoned me. out of his mind. Yeah, and Conan's like, you don't know me, but he is a fucking ruby. And Yara goes, ah, shit, no, fuck. Here's a ruby and a little brutal for you. Yeah, and then um, Yara ends up like shrinking, 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 getting to the ruby. and Yara Kind of a terrifying scene. And, yeah, and, he's, and he kills him. And then Conan literally walks away as the tower... Crumbles. crumbles and that is the end of the story tight it is lean yeah there is no fucking around taurus dies like a king <laughs> he dies like a king but he dies five minutes after we meet him <laughs> and after we fall in love with him he like, also like absolutely deserves it like he's like i'm gonna go do this thing on my own 
Oh, yeah, but like... <laughs> anyway. Like, he doesn't deserve it, but like, he made a dumb choice. He did. Um, I've also just realised that we haven't even uh, told the listeners who wrote these comics that we're talking about today. Like, So, that was the story. That's the, that is, that's the plot. That's the plot yeah. of the story that we are now like... We're going to... We're going to talk about twice more... <laughs> <laughs> two different com- no, we're not going to talk about it. Yet. I just wanted to get that plot out of the way because genuinely, these two comics adapt it the same thing, basically word for word. Yeah. Um. So you lay on some some deets for us. Lay on some credits. So the first one, 1975 Marvel Comics, interestingly, uh, came out before the movie. So this was Sorry, yeah. like the the hype was big before the movie came out, which is something quite surprising to me. Um. But this is written by. Originally, Conan. I mean, uh, Robert E. Howard, but written by Roy Thomas. Conan wrote this himself. <laughs> Conan the Barbarian was like, "Hey, I got some stories for you, gang." Uh, written they by. Must be told in comic form. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Robert writ- wrote them initially, and oh my god. You want to try that again? Yes. <sighs> Robert E. Howard wrote these comics initially. Adapted by Roy Thomas, mm-hmm. uh, artist Barry Smith, who you might know more as Barry Windsor Smith. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of good X Men stuff in the eighties. Um, inked by Sal Buscema and lettered by Sam Rosen. And this is specifically Conan the Barbarian number four of the Marvel series. Yes, um, oh, I'm just looking at Barry Windsor Smith now, and he's got some great. He's got some great. He's got some fantastic work, which this is like, you can see kind of the formation of his style in this a lot. Mm. We'll get into oh, that. Did he do a lot of like the Weapon X stuff? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did right. that Wolverine story where he's naked. Oh. And he's drew. got the thing on his head. Yeah. 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 Oh, that thing. Yeah. You know the thing, thing about yeah. I know exactly. When head? you say like Weapon X, the thing on his head, I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, when he comes out of the pool and he's like, <laughs> yeah. Um,. We all know how Wolverine sounds. <laughs> we all know Crumb. We all, <laughs> we all, we all know no Crumb. He's an uncaring god. Cohen. <laughs> Steel was we stolen from him. All right. Fucking get off our back. Um, and then do you want to give us some credits for the Dark Horse? If you have him, I can get him up if you want. No, I've got him. Um, we've got writer is Kurt Busiek, who we have we've already discussed. Penciler is Kerry Nord for this one, I think. Yeah, I have a fun fact about this. About Kerry Nord? I'm going to interrupt you mid-credits there. Hell yeah. Um, I remember reading in the introduction for the collection that I have another weird flex from me. Um, We get it. (laughs) Jesus. Better than us. Um, They made the decision. uh, Kerry Nord had handed in the pencils for this comic and it was going to go to be inked. For this one specifically? No, no, for like the start of the Conan series that right. they were doing. It's going to go to be inked and then the editors and Kurt Music were like, what if we just coloured over the pencils? Yeah, cool. All right. I was wondering that because... There's reading... no inker on this. Yeah. yeah. And it gives it that kind of very mythic, pulpy kind of vibe to it. It gives it a storytelling. It feels like a memory play. Yeah. It feels like it's... Because I was I was thinking that as I was reading it Yeah. Um, on my fucking phone. Phone. Oh, I'm sorry. It must be hard. It is tough. I do it on the phone. Anyway, on comicsology, sorry to on comicsology, which is so fucking hard. To yeah. Look, I already on. comicsology. I have to support the bad book website. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look who is coming <laughs> Hypocrite. down. <laughs> anyway, the colorist is Dave Stewart. Um, also a very good colorist. Extremely good colorist, and like, it does have this dreamlike memory play like quality mm. where it's just all like soft lines and mm. especially in this one when so much of it takes place in dark and shadow yeah um it's really fun versus the marvel the marvel one comic crazy which is crazy <laughs> colors yeah <laughs> all over the shop oh my god um, and I, like i think it's good it's just a different kind of storytelling yeah but it's also like very much the it's the house style of the time yeah like there's absolutely no way that this Dark Horse one could have that same no. because they're ho- like not, and this is not like to early two thousands yeah not well. to dark and gritty it this is also a great example and we've talked about it a little bit before but like compressed versus decompressed oh yeah so this, this is one issue versus three issues of the same story of the same story but the story is um, three chapters yeah so I think it's really interesting that Kurt was just like no no we've got we've got a built we've got in three structure. issues here yeah we've got through we have time. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we in a rush? 
And Rory Thomas is like, no, 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 no. Rory Thomas is like, we're going to get fucking so many comics out this month. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm writing like 10 different titles. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, and this is my kind of like, where I sit within, I think it does, it does it dirty by doing it in 22 pages. But it is done well. Oh, it's done well. Yeah. But it's a story that kind of has... You have no... I have no problem with it being stretched out. No, yeah. Especially because it's only stretched out to three issues. It's not stretched out to like... Yeah. Six or seven. It is a natural three-act structure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also we get more time with Taurus. Yeah, that's true. He's a real big boy in the Dark Horse series. And I love that. My question is like... So I read the, the... the short story. Mm. Um, I know this is Comics Go Hollywood, but we're not talking about the movie today because I haven't seen the movie. You've seen and the movie. And it's not really relevant. It's not really relevant. It it uh, it had it had an effect. Like it's 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 it did. Yeah. It was one of the first Arnold. It's like kind of the world being introduced to Arnold as an actor. Yeah, but I mean, to the podcast, it's not really relevant. No, no, no. Um, Comics Go Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> but go on. Uh, um, but it doesn't mention that Taurus is also in a loincloth and both of these comics put him in a loincloth. They're just like, what if he was also half naked? And I was like, and yeah, I, re- right. I reread it. I was like, wait a minute. I went through the short story. I was like, yeah, it doesn't say He's anything about that. Prince and Taurus both, of yeah. Namidia, yep. Prince of Thieves. Prince of Thieves. And they're like, what if he was half naked? Yeah. What if we drew him like the fucking... Well, that's kind of like every king. character in this story as well. Like, even the the guy that Conan murders at the start of the story is, like, in a loincloth. No, he's not. In one of them, he is. In no. the Dark Horse. Is he not? No, he's in full armor. Well, then that's why he got killed. Well, because... <laughs> no, because, like, there's a big... It, it's in the short story. There's a big kind of thing that, like, Conan is dressed when he's in the tavern. Yeah. And then he discards it. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. he's like, fuck this. My natural state... i got to go state. be a thief. Is, is my natural state is me in a loincloth and a sword, but not sorcery at this stage. Not sorcery at this stage, but um, yeah, I think like I just I really prefer the Dark Horse one. Interesting. Um, for the fact that I kind of like it has a little bit more. We're getting straight into it. I'm getting straight into it. Well, because I just I just fucking said the plot. The plots the plots the same for both of them. Yeah, I know, I know. But there's a big spider. I don't like spiders. I had to read a thing about a spider that I had to read two more comics about spiders. Oh, I'm sorry, didn't like Joe, it. Are you okay, mate? Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> Wasn't a fan yeah. of that particular part. Did you, when you read the bit where they talk about Yara uh, turning the prince into a spider and him cr- being crushed under his heel, you were like, yep, it's good. No, I was like, you can't do that. You can't. You Yara, can't, you not can't in Hyperborea. No, you just, you really can't. Fucking Yara. Um, I love this bit. Um. <laughs> No, I just think like, especially because, again, the like, we start in a town that is basically I don't know. It's one of those towns where you're just like, why the fuck does anyone live here? Yeah, like yeah. surely you could go anywhere well, they're else. Thieves. Yeah, but there's also like, there's also <laughs> people like not everyone is a thief. Like I'm sure the person who owns the tavern isn't a thief. No, he's a thief. He is a thief canonically, in canon continuity, and also like. If you have a, a, a town full of thieves, like, that doesn't work. How does that work? Economically. Hey, did you live in Hyperborea? No. Then you don't get to comment. Right. You don't get to comment. <laughs> I don't get to comment. Um, yeah, drink but my yuzu, I do. hazy pale. Fucking casual Joe over here. <laughs> um, but I, I really like um, kind of the, the pro of being so compressed in the Marvel comic is that so many scenes are kind of like summed up in one image, which is able to kind of convey a lot, which is part of Barry Smith's kind of ability as an artist. Like the first page, when we get that kind of half splash on the tavern, mm. pointing to it now, there's so much going on in that page. Like each person in that page is like kind of lounging around in a different way and they all have like a different expression and they're interacting in really interesting ways. No, and I get that. And I know, I, like, I totally understand that compression was um, a necessity. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not necessarily arguing for it. I'm just saying no, that's no. an interesting aspect of it. it is, but it's also like, that's, you know, that is these kind of like, I'm not going to call them fixes, but these kind of like ways around are born out of necessity and the fact that like, yeah. no, we've got one issue, we've got to get it done. Like, yeah. how much can you squeeze into a half page splash? Yeah, for sure. 
And like when you have the Dark Horse one, you're like, no, we've got the time. Yeah. They can stretch their legs. And I think like definitely, you know, the argument for decompression is one that has long been happening online between like just real nerds. Real like (laughs) It's me versus the world. It's you it's versus me on every forum being like, decompression you don't bad. know. You don't get it. Like I said, this is Kerbusi being like, no, no, we've got the three-act structure. Yeah. We've got these chapters. Yeah. We're, on, we're in no rush. Yeah, we're not getting cancelled. This is 2004. We're publishing a Conan comic. Yeah. People are going to read it. Yeah. I'm Kerbusi. <laughs> yeah. I'm a reasonably big name in comics. Yeah, people are going to read my Conan. <laughs> yeah. um, They've been reading 20 issues of it so far. But I guess like... I just also, because I kind of, when I started reading comics, it was, my intro to comics was was the ultimate universe, yeah. which I think we've talked about a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is like kind of a textbook example of, of what if we decompressed every element of these origin stories? Mm. It's like, so what if, like, if listeners who did listen to the, the lost episode, <laughs> our Spider-Man one that is genuinely unlistenable <laughs> in which uh my chef at work called it unlistenable yes yeah um but we talk about like what if spider-man's origin which is a 15 page comic a good comic a good comic was pushed out to six issues and like 130 pages and 130 <laughs> pages of, of bendis <laughs> chatter um yep but you know like that's that was my introduction to comics so like i kind of every now and then when i read you know, a comic from the late 70s or the early 80s. Yeah, there is a disconnect. There is a disconnect. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, you are throwing so much at me. Yeah, I get that. Too. So soon. Yeah. Um, And also like, because they, then they then they start kind of really, you've got speech versus... Narration. Like narration. the same panel kind of thing. There's just so much going on in one panel. <clears throat> and yeah. you're just like, Christ, I'm, I have to be across a lot. Yeah, no, that's fair. And life's hard, you know. <laughs> Life is hard. As someone who did grow up in the seventies, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am definitely more adjusted to that style. Um, yeah, I remember when these comics were coming out; it was a good time. <laughs> you love being in your fifties <laughs> and sixties. No, seventies. You'd be in your seventies by now. You're yeah. growing up in the fifties. Maths. Um, nice. This Look episode's going off the rails. Okay, let's let's bring it back. Let's bring it um, back. So another thing I thought was quite interesting, and I think this is kind of a sign of the times as well, that uh, both artists have quite different depictions of Conan and his buddies. Yeah, the um, Barry's version is this like kind of slim, slim-ish, but like kind of hunky. He's Good not looking. slimish. What are you talking well, about? Well, he's slimmer than Carrie Nords. Yeah, only just he's still fucking jacked like, he's, as shit. He's, he's big, but he's more lethe. and he moves around the panel in a more kind of lethe way. And he I has would a fun say. helmet. He does. He does. What's up with his helmet? Um, but he's you know he's more conventionally attractive. He looks like he looks like fucking like Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin. He does look a lot like Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin. So I think that he's got an incredibly like um. You know, like chiseled jaw. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you turn to the Dark Horse version, and it's this like monstrous dude who has like the bowl cut fringe, with yeah. these like long bangs. <laughs> he's like he looks fucking dirty, but like not hot, not not hot. You know. Well, that's but that's what I said. Like this whole thing with with Conan is that like it's all about the male form. Yeah, like it's entirely about like what is physically possible for this yeah. for this move over batman yeah batman's all molded leather you know that yeah, it's molded yeah, yeah. plastic yeah. um conan but that's like it's so clear that that's why they like when they're like we're making a movie it has to be it has to be arnold, arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> no one be, else can do it no one else has this physique yeah and now it's at a point where like you know everyone kind of Everyone, if you're an actor in Hollywood, you kind of like have to look like <laughs> if you're, that. If you get that Marvel money. If you get that Marvel money, you also take the Marvel juice. Juice. And you get jacked. Yeah. I didn't say that. Um, I'm trying to think of what else we... Um, well, there's also, I think, the interesting point of Yag Kosha, the elephant alien god. Mm. Um, I, I did kind of want to touch on because Robert E. Howard is a contemporary to... Uh, H.P. Lovecraft, 
Yes. Right. Okay. Um, a a big racist dude. <laughs> yes. <laughs> who wrote some very pro- prolific horror comics? Yes. Yeah. No. Pulp stories. Pulp stories. Not comics. Um, and it's interesting that uh, there is this kind of little crossover between Robert E. Howard and Lovecraft. Especially in, in that, this story. Yeah, in this story, especially where they have these kind of cosmic beings, but they're very kind of different ways of looking at them. Well, that's why it's just so interesting. Like, this is a... On its on its face, this is a, like, a fantasy... It's an adventure comic. Adventure, sword and sorcery one. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, they're like, by the way, this being is from space. Yes. And, he's and then an in the Marvel... And he has wings. In the Marvel comic... He's jacked. <laughs> he's, he's, he's jacked. <laughs> but it goes Kirby-esque. Yeah, yeah. Because they're like, oh, we're going to space. Yeah. Well, we better go... We're going to space? We're going to space. We better jack Kirby it up. Yeah. And it's like, I... I made an audible sound when I like got to that point and I went, oh, okay. <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> like we're going to space. <laughs> Those are some elephants in space. Flying through these cosmic flying kind of like... space with their wings. Yeah, and I just kind of like rubbed my <laughs> like rubbed my eyes and I was like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> but it just like, it's so... And it's such a contrast to the, even the Dark Horse version as well. Yeah. And that's actually a weird little bit where the Dark Horse kind of like they switch artists. What's the name of the artist who does that section? Is it Michael Kaluta? Certainly is. Special guest artist Michael W. M. Kaluta. Crushed it. Who has kind of a more draws on more like kind of European fantasy mm. than that kind of Jack Kirby sci-fi. Yeah, it's the only part of the comic that I was like, oh, this rubs a little bit long the wrong way because they had Really? They had well because like, they doubled down so much on this kind of really flowery, like well, quite grounded, yeah. Um, texture, correct, like color palette as well. Yeah, that to go right. into a like. Whereas in the in the Marvel one, in the older one, like it's psychedelic. It's psychedelic, but it's also been like at no point in that Marvel comic is it dark. Like it's yeah. brightly lit. It's yeah, a lot of color. From, yeah. there's there's a great panel where where Conan's speaking in the tavern to the thief, and his background is just green. Yeah, or it's purple or something. It's just like it's a single block, which is pretty common for like Bronze Age comics. Of totally, those days. but it, it was it, all print. It was good. all printing it's stuff, like, but it's also just like it's bright, it's colorful. Yeah. So then when we go to space, you're just like, yes, of course. It's crazy. It's crazy, but yeah. it also like it's not with it. It's not out of the textual language of the. Yeah, that's a good point of the comic. Whereas I think in this in the Dark Horse one, it's a little bit kind of jarring. Yeah, a little bit, but then also like then, but within that, the design of of Yag Kosha. Yag Kosha is, is a little bit more kind of monstrous and a little bit more kind of... Yeah. Well, especially a- the... Alien. It's like the less... The end form or the present form of Yag Kosha is like a giant head and a shriveled up body. Yeah. But he's not... They, You know, he's... It makes sense, like in the context. They approximate him to an elephant because that's the closest thing. Yeah. And the idea... He like, is what more I think, alien. Yeah. What I think Kerry Nord's done really well is just like, no, no, he's an alien... That looks like that an looks elephant. like an elephant. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in the Marvel comic, it's just like, no, this is a elephant-headed <laughs> um, alien. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Um, but kind of circling back, um, I I do really think it's interesting that like contrast of Lovecraft seeing these like alien gods and being like, ah, oh, horror, mm. we cannot comprehend, and Howard seeing these alien gods and being like, hell yeah. These guys were on Earth. These guys fucking like they were doing stuff. They were doing shit, and like they were they were good friends to the humans. If the humans were cool, yeah. <laughs> and then it turns out they weren't cool. <laughs> yeah, one of them was. One know, of them Conan, was Conan. Was. Conan. Conan. Sorry, Conan. The, and the he gives a uh, he, he he directs Conan to the heart of the elephant. We told him this. Yeah, I know, but I like to repeat it. Oh, actually, no. This is a good point, actually, because in the so in the original story, he's um, Yagkosha says, "Cut my heart out mm. and drip the blood on the on the stone on the on the jewel." The heart of the elephant. And then the Marvel comic, he doesn't do that. Oh yeah. He just pulls his heart out, and then the stone suddenly starts doing going yeah. red. And then in the Dark Horse one, they're very. It's very blatant that he squeezes the oh yeah they're like oh we got it, that m rating now yeah, and it like <laughs> it pours with blood onto this stone yeah that then like absorbs and i was just like huh, soaks yeah. it up 
I was like, yeah, it soaks it up. And it's just like, I'm... Um, I hated doing that. <laughs> Cohen hated it. <laughs> Cohen's like, we'll be editing that out. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then uh, Yara, in a weird body horror moment, gets shrinks down and absorbed into the stone. Mm. Which is like kind of... we have already talked about this. Yeah, I know. But like the intricacies of it. Like in the Marvel one, it's like kind of very briefly touched on. But then, yeah, like in the Dark Horse one, it's like... Oh, it takes a time. You are watching every moment of yeah. this guy shrinking. But that's what I'm talking about. Like, I guess like my question then is... Is the impact kind of more because it's... We spend more time with it or is the impact kind of more because we... Don't, like... It's the argument of compression versus decompression. Like, which That's what it which, comes down which to, yeah. do you think is more effective? Yeah. And I guess, like, it's it's an unanswerable question because yeah. it totally depends on the story. I just think for this particular story, it, it is done no favors by trying to squeeze it into twenty two pages. Yeah, I probably agree. I just think that the I hesitate to say shortcuts because that kind of has like a negative connotation, but the shortcuts that they do to compress it make for some interesting like craft choices yeah totally i agree with that yeah but yeah no i i probably do agree that as a story especially harkening back to the criteria the cri the infamous criteria criteria. which is gonna be interesting because um i haven't seen the movie but yeah throw out throw out that criteria for me again number one does this replicate the tone of the original text i'll say that um, because we make the rules. Yeah, we make the fuck. Does rules. it does it replicate the tone of the original text well? And number two, is it additive to the original text? I would say yes to both for both. Yeah, <laughs> I know this is like the most boring, like very little um but conflict like or drama. In ways. So it kind of just comes down to like what you're looking for. If you yeah. want more like a seventies kind of like psychedelic, like woo, Led Zeppelin, rock and roll, then <laughs> you go for the Marvel one. But if you're looking for like... What is this, a Thor movie directed <laughs> by Taika Waititi? Don't get me fucking started. <sighs> um, but yeah, if you want that more kind of... If you if you don't like hair metal, but you do like death metal. Wow, that's an incredibly good way of putting it. Then that's you go great. to the Dark Horse one. Um, if you don't like Guns N' Roses like Taika Waititi does, but you, <laughs> but you do like uh, Meshuga. Did I, did I pronounce that right? I think it's my, no, I think it's my sugar. <laughs> my sugar. Then you go for the Dark Horse one. I like death metal. We just lost every listener that we had. <laughs> Some people will get it. No, no, no. They, they were on board for the second one that you did. And then you went, you were like, what if I did a third? What if I went again? And then they all went unsubscribe. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. You know what? That's fair. Let's do One Perfect Panel. So, this is what I want to... I'm actually going to show you... Hold off on the Marvel one for now. Show me the your One Perfect Panel. I also suspect we might have a similar Perfect Panel for the Dark Horse one. I don't think we do. Okay, interesting. I think we've got... Oh, actually... Yeah, it's kind of tough. These are, this is good art. Carrie Nord is good at art. Mm-hmm. All right. So, this is mine. It's the bottom one. Okay. It's... Taurus and a couple um, of big boys. It's a couple of big boys. <laughs> Show it's Cohen. It's the beginning. It's the beginning of issue two. So it's Taurus and Conan squaring off in their loincloths, and I kind of like it because. So I've been looking at a lot of like. <laughs> looking at Men a lot in like, loincloths. No, I've been looking at a lot of like gym videos on Instagram and stuff like that. Do you go to the gym? I go to the gym. Um, and this I liked because it's kind of like a bodybuilder versus a power lifter. In that, like, Taurus is Taurus has got the power gut. Like, he's got this kind of, like, big, beefy gut. And then Conan's, like, ripped and shredded. And he's got all that aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's um... Calisthenics. Yeah. He's all I, on the calisthenics. I know some gym stuff. That's why he could jump up and into the... Like, he could jump over that waltz with ease. Because ah, he's like... Yeah. It all comes back to it. It all comes back. I like yeah, that. I just really like also that they're, they've got the kind of, like, this kind of half squatting and they're squaring each other <laughs> off. They're not yeah. just like standing up. These are boys like... These are boys who are just about to like rip some into shreds. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's mine. It's um, extremely horny. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I'm here for it. All right, what's yours? What's I got yours one, the... but I might Curve have like an honorable mention as well. 
Well, you got okay. Yeah, throw out your honorable mention. It's my honorable mention. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? He looks like Anthony Kiedis there. This is just a just a fucking profile shot of Conan. Conan, sorry. Uh, just is that when he's about? Is that when he's talking about courage? Yep. He oh, says there is always a way if decide desire be coupled with courage in reference to getting into the tower. Okay, well then, really and quickly, he, he just looks fucking not so. Like his eyes are bulging. Like he's he's got his arms crossed. Well, then let me show you my um, honorable mention for the <laughs> yeah. for the um, other one was this one. In which he talks, he says, there's always courage, like... And he's got his thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We'll put all of these up. But my main one is uh, this panel, in which Conan is squaring off with a lion. And it's just really good panel structure, like, the Mm. way that you read it from, like, kind of top right to... Sorry, top left to bottom right, like, Kerry Nord is, like, flexing his chops. And that lion is flexing its muscles. That lion is... Beast. That lion is beasty. <laughs> the lion is literally flexing. Um, extreme flex. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna show for the Marvel comic. I don't think we will time. have the same ones. But... I really think we will. Okay. All right. You ready? One, two, three. Hey, yeah, we did. We did. We fucking did. I knew it as soon as I saw it. So this is just Conan on a fucking trip. This is Conan dead set on an acid trip. No, this is after um. <laughs> Uh, Yogrosh has defeated Yara and then the magics is kind of like released into the world and Conan is in this bright, vivid, so much pink and like it is it is a splash of colour. Yeah, full credit to colorist. There's no colorist credited on the issue. What? That seems weird. Anyway. We'll credit them in we'll credit them in the in the episode description. In the notes, yeah. Um, but I see, I knew it. I knew we would have this together. <laughs> that that is nice. As soon as I saw it, I was like, that's going to be fucking Rollins. Yeah. It's like the colors and just like the kind of abstract way that he's drawn. Like, just like the inks. Oh. His eyes. Just kiss. His eyes are this bright blue. Like, it's so good. The shadows. Oh. There's oh. like the backgrounds are like kind of Steve Ditko-esque. Yeah. They, like Doctor like, Strangey. They've got some Ditko. Mm-hmm. It's like this is this is kind of a Ditko and a um, Kirby yeah. um, extravaganza in this issue. And there are like roots of Weapon X in here as well. Yeah. Big time. Oh, it's a good comic. Yeah, that's the kind of like hot take. Both we, of these are good. You'll have a good time with both. Yeah, you can have a good time with both. They're both different, but they're both like good. Yeah. <laughs> Conan the Barbarian. Well put, Joseph. Comics good. Comic good? Yes. Comics good enough to do a podcast about them? Yes. But yeah, I think that's it. That's all I got for Conan. Hey. What are we up to? What are we doing next? Uh, the next episode in Comics Go Hollywood, we are we doing- unbreaking the rules. <gasps> we're talking about aliens. Yes, that's right. But we're not un- aliens, capital letter. We're going to unbreak the rules and then we're going to break the rules again. Kind of. We're going to blur the rules after that. Yeah, we don't know exactly. You don't what, know about it yet. We don't know what comics we're going to talk about with aliens, but we are going to look at... It's going to be another probably... Or I think it will be a Dark Horse versus Dark Horse situation. Mm. There are some Marvel comics, but not very much. There are some DC comics as well. Interesting. I think anyway, there's, I think there's a, like there's some like um, there's like Superman versus aliens. There's like Green Lantern. There's like there's a really good Green Lantern versus interesting aliens. Anyway. We'll know more when we... We will let you know. We'll let you know. Um, listeners, but we we're going to go you. aliens. We're going to look at the xenomorphs, those slobbery yeah. fucks. Talking about uh, Ridley Scott's big old movie. Yeah. I'm looking forward to getting into that because I love those movies. Those movies are the first one. A perfect movie. Yeah. And so is... I got Second into one a, pretty good. I got into a huge argument the other day because someone was, someone was telling me they didn't like the second one. I've heard that take. And yeah, uh, that they're take wrong. Is, that take is dumb. It's wrong. James Cameron's Aliens is... Very we're gonna good. get We're going to get into it, but like... <laughs> just imagine that a sequel upgrades and builds on without diminishing the original. It's fucking perfect. Additive anyway. to the original text. <gasps> you love to hear it. You anyway, that's a pod. Anyway, that's us. Thank you, Cohen, as always, for letting us record. Um, this time in your bedroom. It's we good love one. you very much. Bigger than mine. Um, you can find us at Pressing Issues Podcast or Pressing Pod on our social media. 
You can find Joe Brown at jbrown1991 on Instagram. You can find me at Rowan Kate Grover. Come to Groot. Come to Groot. That's all, folks. Wow. That was speedy. Yeah. All right. We'll leave it there. We love you all. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Patreon. Something